podcast with me phil and me paul and on this week's show we'll be taking a look back at forest of the dead in our continuing retrospective of series four uh but first the news and it's not any kind of news we really want to release is it really no i no. Um, think we brought it on everybody by saying last week that we nice not to have to talk about an obituary Yes, um, and unfortunately, as you, everyone probably knows by now, that the big news of the week is Caroline John uh, sadly passed away. Um, she actually passed away on the 5th of June, um, but obviously um, her family didn't release the news until this week. Which is understandable, I think they yeah. just wanted to get the have the funeral. and Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, to, it's, to a, it's personal to family and whatever, so... Yeah, yeah it's it's a big shock. It's a big shot because yeah, um, so you just don't think of of the time passing, do you? So no, that's it. Um, yeah, it just and she wasn't particularly partic- any age either. No, so. seventy one is no age whatsoever. Um, now, at the time when the news first broke, then we knew what she actually um, what you know what 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 was wrong with her, how ill she was. But uh, it's now been released um, actually on the twenty second of June that she actually died of cancer. Yeah. So, um, God dear, that is one. <laughs> I just still can't sort of get over it. Really, um, it, it's weird what you were saying. Um, it was just glad we didn't we, we didn't have to talk about an obituary for once. Yeah. Um, and it's just weird that I was watching um, Inferno uh, last or the week before uh, for something else um, I was uh, taking part in. Um, I mean, I've, I've watched it know. recently. I've watched Inferno recently. Um, which was actually purely for pleasure, which is unusual now for me. Yeah, moment. exactly. You, you do tend to just watch stuff because you're who stuff because you you're going to be talking about it or yeah, whatever. That's it. So to actually stick some on and you're just watching it just for the sake of watching it. Um, and yeah, I was watching that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was just sort of, when I was sort of watching, it, I was thinking it was what a, a great um, companion or assistant Caroline John made in uh, the character of Liz Shaw. And yeah, it was such a shame she never went beyond Pert- John Pertwee's first season. Yeah, I mean that's that's actually the thing. In you know, it's a retrospect which you think of her as being in a lot more than she was. Yeah, and it was only four. She was it four stories made up. Yeah. the first season. Yeah, well, his first season, I have to say. Yeah, um, I mean, tragically not used again afterwards. Um, I know we got after after this show, we got a classic companion of, of uh, Joe Grant, but. Um, yeah, it I mean, was it was something different. It was follow. Well, I say something different. It was sort of following on from the uh, the Zoe mold of companion. Yeah. Um, intellectually, she was basically the Doctor's. Um, I suppose you could say the Doctor's equal. Yeah. Um, it, it just it was just a nice change, and they sort of got rid of of her to replace her with the, the standard screaming companion who would just ask the Doctor lots of questions. And I think actually that's why she's probably so memorable, is because it was a completely different, a defined character. Yeah. In that. And I thought she was excellent in it. Yeah. I really did. Um, I think that's that's probably why I was sort of 
it's not just the character; it was her as well. I thought she was a, she was a good actress, um, and obviously it's not just um, Doctor because I mean the reason she left. They say that she um, Barry Letts wanted to recast. They're rather looking for someone, you know, an assistant in based in the in the role in the style of Joe Grant, uh, but she was actually uh, pregnant as well. So it was yes. all, it was sort of half and half of of uh, wanting to, you know, what of, yeah. of the character leaving. Um, yeah, they 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 couldn't have held up filming in those days. Certainly, they couldn't have fitted that in. No, in the filming schedules they had in those no, days. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, and plus the fact, I mean, those days companions just didn't have um, families, did they? That that's no. very that's very much a modern thing, uh, so they yeah. couldn't have, they couldn't have even have written it in like that, you no. know. So um, and if they did meet someone, it's usually like in Joe Grant's case, it's usually when that means they were leaving the series. Yeah, when they meet someone I mean, yeah. and get that, married, that was, you know. that was the famous. That's the, that was the famous way of writing out a companion, wasn't it? Yeah, because you had them fall in love on their last epi- their last series, the last episode, and either stay behind or they went off to yeah, that's it with whoever. But uh, yeah, so it was just a, it was just a big change. She never really got a um, a character never got a send off, as it were. I think there was a wasn't there wasn't there a passing mention to you know where she where she'd gone to in Terror yeah. of the Autons, wasn't I, I believe? So yeah, it's just yeah. yeah, it just was the fact actually that she didn't get a mention. But it's you know it's you could at least from the point of view that you could, that there was a sort of they didn't try and just recast somebody else to to do a similar. Character. No, no, they did go. Com- there was, there was the a- complete opposite, wasn't yeah. it? Really, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's such a shame, such a shame. Um, I thought she was really, really good in Inf- in Inferno. Um, well, actually, mainly because I think because because she had two roles to play as well, and it it, it was yeah. you know I thought she was <laughs> made a very very good. Um, how can I put it? Sort of fascist state version of herself. Yes, I thought she was yes, very good was, in that. Yes, what's something about that actually? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, dear, all your dark secrets are coming out there, Paul. But, <laughs> um, I, th- I think actually, as well, why she's so, why, why probably her companion is also so memorable is because actually the four stories she was in are some of the four best stories. Well, it was certainly, I think, Pertwee's strongest season. Yeah. Definitely. And she, I think she played a big part in it. Actually, the whole thing of uh, the sort of like unit was just starting to take shape. It wasn't the real unit family there. So you really had um, Liz Shaw and the Brigadier. Yeah. Um, you sort of had a re- revolving door of captains in the early days, didn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So they were they were sort of the linchpins, really, along with the Doctor. And I, I just thought that she was a fantastic. I'll, I'll continue saying this to the cows come out. I think she was a fantastic companion. Really did. Um, I say she she wasn't the sort of companion that will keep asking the doctor questions uh, all the time. Okay, they did put her into the sort of the perilous, how can I put it, the perilous situations that the the role demanded in some of the others. So especially in uh, the Ambassadors of Death, there was that section on uh, was it one of the cliffhangers on the bridge going across a river. It's been a long time since I last watched it. Um, so they did sort of put her in, in those sort of situations, but they say she was a scientist. She was, they say she was on a par with the doctor. Yeah, or at least you didn't have just her saying, what? Yeah. Oh. And if it was what, it was more, I, oh, this is utter, utter nonsense. Yeah. She was well, the pro- doctor would have to explain why she was wrong. Yeah, to broaden her scientific horizons. 
Yes. More than anything else. Was was uh, the, was that yeah that her her knowledge was limited to Earth rather than um, space and time. Yeah. That was the only times when he had to actually explain something to her. That's it. And that's what I liked. That's what I liked about the character. Um, yeah. And I, I thought she was absolutely fantastic in it. Um, now, obviously, she didn't. She did actually come back, and I didn't know this actually. She actually came back to um, the character of Liz Shaw in um, four Big Finish stories. Which I I didn't know about. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, it's a regular series. regular series. Yeah, um, yeah. It was. <laughs> we must listen to more Big Finish. Big Finish. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the, the most recent one was uh, back in March. Yeah. Which was the one called Binary. Um, yeah. I think at the time when that was released, we said to ourselves, we could probably go back to that podcast. We'll probably say, oh. Mustron might get that because that'd be interesting. Yeah, um, but she also played um, Elizabeth Shaw again in, in some straight-to-video things of, yeah. of the, the night. It's something called Probe. Yeah, uh, I've never seen it. No, I haven't. Never actually. seen it. Um, so yeah, so apparently she, she sort of played the character again there. Um, so that was uh, yeah. I mean, so it was it was as if she wasn't the first to to coming back. No, she was one of the. The, the people that came back in the Five Doctors, although, yeah, albeit in a small role. Yeah, that's it. Um, now the other thing I didn't know as well, um, she also narrated the audio audio books of Doctor Who and the Auton Invasion, and Doctor Who and the Cave Monsters, which is obviously yeah. um, a Spirit from Space and the Silurians, which obviously she she actually starred in. Yeah, uh, but she also read the audio book version of Elizabeth Sladen's autobiography as well. Yeah, I saw that, and I yeah, realized, didn't realize that. Nah. Um but there's there's one thing I, I will always remember her for. Um and she was in some of the very early um how was it what was Harry Enfield's first sketch show on the BBC? Was it Harry Enfield and Chums? Um Yeah, it might have been. Might have been. I can't remember which one. Um yeah, well, do, you remember, one. do you remember the two characters that Freddie and Jack? It, it yeah, was... I saw this actually and I couldn't remember. Yeah, she I have to say. Yeah, she played. The I had dead... vague memories of them, but not not of her. Yeah, and it yeah. suddenly, suddenly occurred to me. I just remembered when I um, watched one before uh, a long time ago, and it was only this one particular episode. I twigged who it was, and I twigged it was Caroline John playing their um, carer. Yeah, as it were. Now, those of you who don't know um, Harry Enfield, he was um, very, very big. He still is actually um, very big, but he used to a, a very, very popular sketch show. With different characters, and these two characters he did were called, um, or one of the sketches was called Freddie and Jack, and basically it was it was a, a Labour MP and a Conservative MP, and they were basically in a, a care home, weren't they? Yeah. And Caroline John played their carer, um, and they're always arguing sort of like this: so certain things be done under under a Conservative government, and the Labour guy were under a Labour government. It was that was the whole premise of the sketch. Um, yeah, so and she was sort of stuck in the middle of the two of them arguing all the time. So, um, but that was sort of the last thing I can remember her being in. But apparently, she has done a lot of other television, um, a lot of theatre work as well. Yes, started off as a very um, serious stage actor. Well, didn't well she, a lot so. of them do. I mean, I think Liz Sladen was that she did a lot of theatre, didn't she, before yeah. and after? Yeah. Um, but, and Louis Jameson. Yes, as well. indeed. Um, now, the other um, thing I didn't realise, another Doctor Who co- uh, sort of connection uh, with Caroline John is she was also in the uh, Tom Baker version of The Hand of the Baskervilles. Yeah. 
which I I haven't seen that since it was last on. So that I definitely didn't remember. That was what nineteen eighty two. So no, I, I definitely didn't remember her being in that. Um, no, I can't, I can't really actually remember much about that at all, to be honest. Now, no. Um, now, of course, she also popped up again in the Five Doctors. Yeah, uh, which we've. We've done a commentary on, and she also came back briefly. Don't for... sound so apologetic. Oh no! And, but she, <laughs> but she also came. Now I do need to be apologetic for mentioning this. She came back for Dimensions in Time as well. Yeah, um, that was the. Uh, if, if those of you can't remember, um, she that was the uh, the Children in Need special uh, in 1993, which which should never have got off the drawing board. <laughs> Definitely, that was embarrassment for all concerns. That um, now, of course, she's also ma- she was also married to Jeffrey Beavers, um, who most of you should know, who played the Master uh, in the Keeper of Trakan, and has also come back to, uh, in Big Finish as well as the Master. So, um, so really, all our thoughts go to him and and their family. Yeah, at, the, at this time, definitely, uh, it's just come to a it's come as a shock to to a lot of people, and it's not something we like we like to report on. No. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's really probably sort of about it for the news this week. Um, it's you know not not something we we don't want to sort of end on a I don't want to say a, a downer. It's sort of like just sort of take the sort of take the time to sort of pay tribute. Yeah, to her really uh, more more than anything else. Um, so um, yeah, here's to you, Caroline. Yes, I want to say here's to you. Um, well, let, let's try and not end on on that note, really. Um, I suppose the only other bit of news it's a bit of news we can't really talk about. Actually, no, there's, there's one other, isn't there? There was the um, there was the uh, in Cardiff this week. There was, there was Doctor Who monsters on the loose. Yeah, to I suppose coincide with tickets going on sale for the um, exhibition being the moved exhibition there, exhibition or experience, whatever they're whatever yeah. they're calling it. Yeah, calling it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think that, I saw some photographs of a, of, a, of, a, of a silence and a scarecrow. Um, I thought, what were the other monsters? Can you remember? I, I haven't. I must admit, I did. I've completely forgot um, to look this one up. So I've seen video footage of a Cyberman going through um, Cardiff Station. Oh right, okay. Which, having been there, I sort of recognised. So yeah, um, yeah, and I think yeah, they had. Uh, what else do they have? I wonder if their clock's was, still wrong. And there was a Dalek. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'd come to fix the clock. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a Dalek as well. Ah, right, okay. So. I'm assuming it's one of the new Daleks. Yes, it was. It yeah. was, yes, yes. Okay, that'll probably upset quite a few uh, few people then. Uh, now, the other thing, there was something in the news this week which broke, um, and it's been reported on a lot of websites, but it's... Obviously, because we're completely spoiler adverse on 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 this podcast, uh, I suppose all we can say it's a rumor going around about a returning character. Yes. Um, okay, I, I I quite like the character that's been mentioned, but I I don't really think it's due a return quite so soon. Uh, it just depends on the story, I suppose. Hmm. Uh, but obviously, the, the, there's one big thing. And again, we're not going to discuss either because a I think it's I- absolute. Nonsense. Well, it could be not. It could could be some truth. Who knows? But it's not been confirmed. Uh, therefore, it could be construed as a spoiler. 
Yeah, so, we're not um, we're not going to start getting angry over a story that well, not even nothing to get angry about. Actually, no, but, no. But it's just we're not going to start commenting and what our opinion on a story that we don't even know if it's true or not. Exactly. Um, but it's out there. Um, it's on plenty of sites. Um, it was reported in the Daily Star, so you can head over to yes. to their <laughs> website if you want to. <coughs> yeah. So that may well. <coughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> So the mention of the Daily Star and newspaper in the same line, it just <laughs> makes me start. It's a little bit of vomit come up there, did it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just a question. People seem to be getting either excited or, or angry about this, and we sort of think, well, we don't know if it's happening, and it doesn't really make, not really that much of a story, is it? Not really. In terms really. of what they're saying is going to happen. So No. Um, and if it is true, it might make a lot of people very happy. <laughs> yes. There's been a few calls for it. For... Yes, there has. Yeah, um, but hey, let's um, let's not let's not dwell on that one. No, because it, it's absolute nonsense, or could be true. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sitting on the fence here. <laughs> oh god! Right, oh, mm, right. Yes. Okay, so before, um, you fall, before we fall off the fence, let's, let's yeah, let's let's go. On. Let's move on. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the news this week. Um, so. Um, Coming up is our retrospective of Forest of the Dead. So I'm now going to pull the splinters out of my backside. So that was the news. Okay, it's time to continue with the show. And now it's time for a look back at Forest of the Dead. Who is he? We haven't even told us. You just expect us to trust him. He's the doctor. And who is the doctor? The only story you'll ever tell, if you survive him. You say he's your friend, but he doesn't even know who you are. Listen, all you need to know is this. I trust that man to the end of the universe. And actually, we've been... Right. Shall, shall I go first this week? Go on, then. Yeah, I th- did, it was you last week, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was. Okay, okay. Um, okay, well, we're, we're sort of rather critical of two passers on this show, aren't we? Yes. Or we have been in the past. I think as two-parters go, this this is a pretty damn good one, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was guarded. That was guarded. Um, I do think that there are problems with it, though. Um, I, I want to concentrate on the positive side of things, though. Go on, yeah. Let's start. Let's do those, then. Yeah. Because um, I, I do think it is a, it is a, it is a good episode. Um, it, it Again, it builds on the whole mystery of... Of River Song, um, when for me River Song was still interesting as a character. Um, Did you cheer at the end then? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, yeah. This is, this, is the, this is the point you've been waiting for retrospectively, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, if you listen, if you listen to these podcasts in a different order, you see it all makes sense. A bit, a bit like River Song, really. But yeah. Yeah, um, no, there, there was a lot of good stuff. I like the way um, it, it sort of opened. It didn't sort of dwell too much on the cliffhanger, really, did it? No. It, it, sort I mean, that, it that just sort of got on with it. quite a tradition of more the, the of the classic Doctor Who, where the, actually the cliffhanger just sort of just vanished in in two seconds. Yeah, um, and it was quite... And still, a, still doesn't quite beat, I think, for me, uh, Image of the Fendal with Tom Baker standing in the woods as the cliffhanger, unable to move, and how it starts the following next episode. Do you know what? It's a long time since I've watched that. I can't remember. 
I won't spoil you. You should have a look. Have a look at that one. I will probably do that one day as a commentary, anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Um, where did I get up to? I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, yes, sorry. yes, yes. Get, yeah, get the, uh, how, the how it didn't dwell on the yes, didn't dwell on the cliffhanger too much. Well, it was a pretty fast resolution, really, wasn't it? it, it just used uh, River's sonic gun. Yeah, um, which was a pretty, I suppose, you know, because a pretty obvious way to get out of uh, get out of what was what was happening to them. Um, but yeah, it, it just sort of moves along at quite a good a good pace. And I, what I also liked was um, Cal watching what was going on on a, on a television. Yeah, I seem to have forgotten that. Before. So would I. Again, yeah. how, they, how they did the, the the flicking backwards and forwards between obviously the internal in the yeah. in the, the the computer real re, virtual reality and in the library. Um, I seem to I didn't couldn't remember that it was actually her changing the channels on the telly. No, it was it was that whole thing because you even at that point, if I think if you watched it for the first time, you still. Might not have been totally sure what was going on, because yeah. it was like a show within a show. Because she was watching um, the doctor and everybody else running around the library on the television, complete with the soundtrack, the music, yeah. and everything. Yeah. And the way they did it was sort of like it was coming from the television, as if you were watching the television with her. And I've completely forgotten about that. And I, yeah, I, I, I and, it seems, and it was yeah, yeah, watching it against so Oh, so that's how they did. That was clever. <laughs> yeah, um, and I suppose I mean I had forgotten Euros Linda directed the, the, um, this this two parter. So um, I mean, fair play to I thought there were some great sort of little directorial flourishes in this story, um, and it was just very very sort of some things were quite subtle, but which I'll come to um, I'll come to later on. Um, but yeah, I just I, I had forgotten about, as you say, the whole thing of her changing the channel. I'd forgotten about her basically making her dad disappear with the, yeah. with the remote control. Um, basically, shutting everything she did in her in her in her mind would look like the would, to potentially like the real world, didn't it? Really, um, was causing things to happen in the library, and I'd completely forgotten about that. Yeah, it, yeah, you just that, that was the the whole connection of. It's not just that she's aware of what's going on; she is what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I just I'd completely forgotten how interwoven that that was. Um, and the other thing as well was was Catherine Tate because she she was also watching what was going on in the library. She was watching what was going on with Donna as well. Yeah, um, and I thought Catherine Tate was excellent in this. I really think she was excellent. It needed somebody to be able to to run that whole the whole virtual reality story, yeah, and to carry that on her own, didn't it? Yeah, and I and I did like and and, and she did, yeah, and completely. I on oh, completely, yeah. Um, I thought her getting the um, getting the new life with uh, what's his name Lee Lee McAvoy, yeah. You couldn't have seen Rose or Martha doing that. In, do you see what I mean? Because because they were so wrapped up in in the Doctor. Yeah, it Ma- was giving uh, her it was giving her the life she wanted, wasn't yeah. it? And if it the, had been if it had been Rose or Martha, it would have been the life they wanted with the Doctor. Doctor. Yeah, and it wouldn't have worked. No, that, that it, still, it does give her character. Stay true to her character, and and why her character, I think, works so well with the Doctor is because her 
dream life isn't wasn't necessarily even subconsciously still wasn't necessarily running around the universe with him. No, that's it. She just wanted a, a and it does hark back to the Runaway Bride. All she wanted, to, and also to her ending as well. Um, yeah. In the end of time, she just wants to get married. Yes. And be happy. That that is that is it. For for her wanting to travel the universe, I think that is all she really wants. Yes. Um, and in some ways, actually, makes it not quite such a sad um, situation ending we're going to come up with. No, that's it. We're coming towards. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to start talking about that now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the, the other person who makes those scenes work really well is Colin Salmon. Yes, as well because he, he's, I think he's a, he's a, a very good actor. Um, he's been in some crappy films, um, things like Alien vs Predator, and I think he's in the first Resident Evil film as well. Uh, but he's one of those actors who's usually good in what whatever he's in. And it needed somebody that just exudes a sort of calm authority, didn't it? That is exactly what I was going to say. He has got a very very authoritative, and he's got a very calming voice. Yeah, as well. Um, and I just like that that whole thing, you know, and, and now you've forgotten it, or now you've remembered, and and I just like the way that that was done. It was just it was his sort of commanding voice, just sort of like, and now you've forgotten it, and that was oh okay, and and off they went. And I like the the fact whatever they thought of, they were there. It's all let, let's go for a walk down by the river, and they were there. And it's that whole thing of Donna getting a little bit confused. When she re- she suddenly starts realizing that yeah and then actually she, yeah and then she, and now you remembered and that, and, that, and that was it and then she completely as if nothing yeah. had happened yeah it was um, he had I, to, he suddenly realized he had to keep filling in the blanks to her yeah she yeah yeah and I I did I did like that um, quite a bit actually um, now <laughs> it also gave them an ex an easy way to to jump through a story yeah they could get they could cover so much time. Mm, yeah, without you having to think, oh, did that? What's been happening? In why why we haven't been seeing them? Because they just did it as jumps. Yeah, and I thought it it worked really well. I thought it worked fantastically well. Um, now, also this this comes on to the bit now that she's skipped forward to obviously skipped forward to getting married, skipped forward to having kids as well. Um, this leads me on to the the scene in the playground. Which yeah. I thought was which I thought was rather good, um, and again it it was very very um, subtly done, and I don't know if this is the script or the way it was directed, um, but when you get to the play when she goes to meet Miss Evangelista in the playground and she tells her kids to all right okay run off and you know don't argue with each other sort of thing go off and play on the slides, you get a very very and I didn't notice it at the time, as only because now. You know what what's going what's going to happen. You, you, I'm sort of looking for it, um, and you get a very very brief glimpse of another child, the top of a child's head running across the front of the camera, and she's got the same hat, um, same woolly hat as as her daughter's wearing, and you don't think anything of it at the time. It's not until when Miss Vangelis said, "Look at all the children," and then you sort of like, "Are they all the same?" And then then the, and it, the camera really pans in on them. To say, oh and yeah, they are, yeah, they're, they're identical. It's all an illusion. It only um, has one. It only has one or two. Well, it has two um, ideas of what children look like. So it just has to keep replicating those. Yeah, and I thought that, but is that there's that very very brief glimpse before any of that is mentioned. But it, that's that's what I like. It's all there, and you just got to look for it or remember what you've seen. 
it was such a such a brief glimpse at the top of this this kid's head. But I say, and that, I, I really liked that. I thought I'd com- again, I'd completely forgotten about it. It's not as I was watching it today. I thought, oh, oh yeah, look at that. But I think it's because you subconsciously know what's what's coming. Yeah, I think you're looking for more clues, and that's obviously what I was doing today. Um, but I thought it was fantastic. But also, I thought the the um... now, what, what do you think of the? the I'm re- still not quite sure how Miss Evangelista gets was transported into the the hard drive. Um, that is a good, or any of them for that matter. Well, I can understand how. I understand how Donna if, gets if, in there. Oh, I, yeah. I can, no, I can understand if all the other members, all the other people in there, were um, beamed. Yeah, they couldn't. They had nowhere to beam them, so they took their pattern. So they were were beamed effectively, locked into the computer. Mm. But then, because they didn't have anywhere else to put them, they were saved to the hard drive. I can understand that if if they were actually. Put on, all got on the transporters at yeah. this stage. Well, I'm, I'm supposed. I'm supposing you again. You sort of got to try and sort of read between the lines. I think by that point they are just data. Yeah. So so the computer can extract it, but how it does that because it doesn't actually interface with the, the, those little um, chip things on their suits. They don't actually interface with the with the mainframe. No. But no, okay. So, yeah, yeah. so I can't stand, I can't understand how. Uh, it yeah, it could get her. Yeah, when she was nowhere, she wasn't being transported anywhere, and she obviously yeah, she say wasn't picked up. Yeah. Oh, didn't it say something about? Actually, now I'm thinking about. It. It about <laughs> we do this every time, don't we? <laughs> her. It picked up the last of her signal or something over the Wi-Fi. I think there was an explanation of some sort. Yeah, I've suddenly thought about that actually. Yeah, okay, um, we'll disregard that bit though. We'll disregard. Yeah, because she did. That's why she was deformed because obviously it was only a degrading signal over Wi-Fi. Yeah, as opposed to yeah Um, being actually physically transported. (laughs) It's embarrassing. I only watched it today. I completely missed that bit. Um, Now, what what I was about to come to is Miss Evangelista's appearance. Yes. In this now. I thought it was quite a cheap effect, but I thought it was well done. If you see what I mean, it was a good idea. It was the shock value, wasn't it? Yeah, you weren't expecting that. Put it that way. No, um, but I suppose because she was only data, I suppose that it, everything was an illusion anyway. It was all pixels and whatever you want to call it. Um, I suppose that kind of effect sort of worked in that context. Yeah, it was supposed to be a corrupted picture in a yeah. digital, on a digital system. Yeah. Now the only thing I didn't like about that was the fact that because it couldn't reconstruct her physically, it she was clever. And it's more or less saying that like, the sort of attractive people can't be clever. It's basically because it's made me ugly, I'm now clever. Um, I didn't really like what, what I, the, the avenue that was going down there. I don't. I don't think it was meaning that actually. I think it meant that. It got a lot of things wrong. One of which was her IQ, and one of which was her appearance. It didn't really explain that because the way she said it, it made me ugly, but it's made me clever. Because she says it put it obviously in a in a in working out her IQ, it put the decimal point in the wrong place. Yeah, I, I just didn't. I don't know. Just something about it didn't sit well. What, with what, me. what she says about why why her being ugly was an advantage. Why how the two were linked were. She says because she was ugly, 
nobody loved her. So she's had plenty of time to think about what's going on around her. Mm. She hasn't been able to get caught up in a um, fictitious relationship like Donna is. No. Because nobody wants to know her. So she's had time to sit and watch everybody else. And she's worked out what's going wrong. But that does that mean to say, though, right at the very end, when she looks like she was, does that mean she's thick again? <laughs> well, I mean, that also then comes back to, how does it correct itself? Well, it seems the doctor corrected, corrected it. But where did he get the data from? I don't know. <laughs> what are you asking me for? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write the bloody thing, did I? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean that 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 actually that bit I can I can accept her being corrupted. Yeah, it was actually yeah when you say as you get to the end and then she's all right. Yeah, that it, seemed to be a bit too much of a. Yeah. Um, well, actually, actually step. well, when she was explaining everything to Donna in the playground, what I did like when she's saying to Donna, "None of this is real. You're not. You you aren't really here. You know, this this isn't your physical being." And she said, "This is Donna." She said, "This isn't my real body." So I've been dieting. Ting. That was a brilliant line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did like that. <laughs> and just so then, also true again to the character of Donna. Yeah, would be the first thing she realizes that she, if, if this, if nothing in this matters, <laughs> why am I? Why have I been dieting? Exactly. That's the most important thing to. Um, yeah, I, the the one bit that I really did like at the end and again it was down to Catherine Tate is when she and I was going to think it was a nice little, uh, little um, plot point as well when she was putting her kids to bed at the end yeah when basically sort of like the computer's now shutting down and or the, the library's going to um, explode or whatever yeah um, it's when her children say that when she's not there they don't exist they they know that they just sort of stop when, when she stops. Yeah, when she shuts their when she shuts her eyes, they stop. Yeah, and I thought that that was quite a um, quite an effective sort of plot point. Yeah, and really. how she reacts to that is, well, I won't shut my eyes then. Yeah, and then that bit when they disappear. Yeah, I thought that that was really, really, uh, really well done, really well acted by Catherine. That it was the panic. Yeah. Um, she she conveyed there, and I think the way it was directed as well, and the music, everything came together. I think perfectly for that for that scene. Yeah, I think actually the um, the acting of of the cat. Well, actually, most of the act, all, all nearly all the acting in this actually yeah. was was good. Yeah, was, yeah. I don't I don't think there's anybody's performance in this that I would turn around and say, oh, it was a shame for that. From the girl, brilliant. Um. I think Donna's children were good little actors as well, actually. Yeah, to all the the crew around River Song. Yeah, they're all good. Partic- particularly when she, she realizes she's got two shadows. Oh, and Anita. Trying to get their, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to get their attention to it. Yeah, it was. Um, actually, they were sort of going. We were sort of leaving the computer and go back into the library again. Now, um, I think there was there was a. A lot of good stuff in there as well. There really was. And again, some nice little subtle um, things. that, Like when the Doctor's trying to reason with proper... Or the corpse of proper Dave. You're trying to get the Vashnarada to to speak to him. Yeah. 
and you've got other Dave meant to be standing guard over the Doctor and you just get him called out oh, so, what was it he said oh Doctor Coy, we've got to go or something along those lines yeah. wasn't it and he it's not until you sort of realise he said it now said it three times yeah you realise oh he's he's a goner as well he's just repeating himself yeah yeah it's just the echo. Yeah, I thought that that was quite, quite well done as well. Yeah, because there was no, there was you, you don't cut to see him with two shadows or no anything, do you? It is literally you realise just by what you're hearing as a background sound. Yeah, and and also the same with Anita as well. You don't know that she's gone either. No, at no point do they do you actually realise that uh, the 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 second shadow was gone. There's so much going on. And it's only the doctor who's actually noticed, yeah, and had noticed for quite some time as well. And I think yeah. it was it was quite. I was going to say it was quite subtle in a, in a, in a way the way it was handled. Yeah, once once they've done the the transformation with proper Dave, yeah, you know what's happening. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, you don't need to actually see it again. And that actually then makes it even more powerful that it's just then it's happened without you realizing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'd 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 really like that. I really like that. There was no sort of you know, um, well you you've seen it happen to um, proper Dave anyway in the last episode. Yeah, and to be honest, you don't really need to see it again because you know what what happens. So that yeah. you, they don't have to, you don't have to repeat yourself in that no. respect. And and I'm glad they didn't. It was it was say it was, it was quite sort of restrained. Yes. So um, okay, well, let's. Move on to the Doctor and River song, shall we? Actually, before we do that, oh, right, okay. while we're talking about that, even actually what I liked in this yeah. is actually how the character of Lux even redeems himself. Yeah, he was... Um... From, from the first episode, you think he's this pompous, arrogant, rich, spoiled, whatever. Twat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then actually... As this goes on, you realise he's not there. He's not there trying to reclaim the library because it belonged to his family. He's not there trying to get what he can financially out of it or whatever. He's there because he's checking whether his aunt's okay. Yeah, that and that is it, isn't it? Yeah, that is exactly that's, that's it. what he's that's what he's there for. It's absolutely got nothing to do. Actually, the light the library to that extent wasn't his concern. His concern was for his aunt. Yeah, and you suddenly realize you suddenly see that character in totally a different way. It does turn the the whole where, where you think that character's going. Yeah, it it just turns it completely on his head. And you think that sort of character would be well, uh, Vashonarada Chow, really. Yeah, not the others. Yeah, you're waiting for him. Yeah, to get picked off in an arrogant. Because he does something arrogant. Yeah. It's my library, I can do what I like. Or, or, or do something to try and save his own skin. Yeah. Which is, I think, on the first time I watched it, I thought, this is where this is heading. Yeah. Um, but, of course, it goes in a completely different direction. No, you suddenly realise, actually, he's he's there because it's, yeah, it, he feels the loyalty to, to his family that he's there. I think that's brilliant. I think that is, and, and the joy on his face when they can bring everyone back. Yeah, it, again, it just sort of, you just weren't expecting it. No, I, I'd actually forgotten about how joyful he was when everyone yeah. was brought back again. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. So he was, so he was actually, you could see he was so proud of his aunt. Yeah, for just for saving everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, actually, this this sort of leads me on to, okay, down a, a, a different sort of tangent here, but do you think that Stephen Roth, Stephen Roffett, <laughs> Stephen Moffat writes better or did write better for Doctor Who when he wasn't the showrunner? Because I can't imagine writing that kind of story now. Obviously, we don't know what he's got lined up for Series 7, so we can, I can only judge on what he's done so far. It's, it's but, yeah, but he hasn't written one. anything of this calibre since, has he? Not... I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, actually, I mean, there again, has, has anybody written anything of this calibre since? Well, no, that's it. it, it, it it's, I mean, it, it, I mean you, you know, you, you're now saying he, he has set the standards quite high with this. Oh, yeah, to definitely. actually be able to turn around... I mean, you're you're talking about. I mean, yeah. You obviously say, you can say you've got Blink and you've got this. Yeah. And has anything he's written as showrunner been of that standard? Well, no. But no. that may not necessarily be because. Wait, well, did, did he write? Um... You, you've also you've also got the fact, of course, you don't know how much time. It's 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 the uh, to a certain extent. When you've got a band, and the first few albums can be brilliant because they've got ten years worth of music where they haven't been able to record, yeah, stored up, and then once that's out of the way, you're then starting from, oh, where are we now? What, what are we going to do now? Whereas you don't know how much, how many, how many these ideas for Blink and and this have been running around in his head for the last twenty years. Well, that's that is true. That is true. Um, uh, and it's just the fact that had he been showrunner at the start, these may well have still been written exactly the same way, and in the first couple of series. Well, actually, I forgot he wrote um, uh, "Time of Angels" two part as well, Danny from series five, which yeah. is another good one. Yeah, um, yeah, it just it just seems to to be that, or to me anyway, especially with. I, mean, um, I was going to say actually, the Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon aren't a bad. They're not, they're not bad, but... I, I mean, don't know. they're clever. I think, I think that's the they're, problem. They're as, they're, they're as clever. They're just... They're, but, but you, like I say, I mean, if you've got the ideas, you don't know how long some of these ideas he's had floating around in his head as a... Oh, if I could, Doctor Who was back, I could write this. Yeah. I, think, I think that's the problem, because what, what you said there, he, they were clever, and I think that's, that's been the problem. He's been trying to be, for me anyway... His latest scripts been trying to be they've been trying to be clever rather than good stories. Yeah, to say I mean, there is there is obviously the added responsibility. You've yeah. got to um he's now not thinking in terms of a single story. He's got to think of an arc. And also then because quite a lot of his stories then have to be the um that he's writing for the the current series or the last two series has to have been they're the, for whatever point, the crucial cornerstone episodes. Mm, yeah. Which link all the arc together. So it's very difficult for him then to be able to sit there and write those as a, as as you can do, as this was, a fairly standalone episode. Mm. It'd be interesting now if we get the, the next series, which isn't supposed to be very arc-driven, whether his episodes in that, because they can be standard, more standalone, if it is less arc-driven... Because they can be standalone episodes. Well, has, has, are, yeah, I was are say, better. Yeah, hasn't he written the um, the Dalek 
opener for the next series? Um, I don't know. Actually, I can't remember now. I think he has. I think he's yeah. written. It's usually the showrunner writes the first episode. Yeah. Usually, um, I'm quite sure he has. I'll be interested to see what he can do with Daleks because they've been sunk short. If we're talking recently. about has has he written anything um, good since he's been showrunner? I'll give you the first Christmas special he did. Uh yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Which was the only thing that really that's been a standalone episode. I think um that he's been able to write. Yeah. And it's and it was up there with I think those. So um Oh yeah, I won't disagree with that at all. Yeah, I think that was So absolutely. so I I, I think yeah. he's sort of cool because he has got to write the ones that cuz they've been very much ongoing stories through the series and he's the one that's got to A, set them up at the beginning, bang in the middle to be the cornerstone of it and then finish them off at the end Yeah, does cause a lot of uh, problems I mean you could say the Pandora Cropen's Big Bang stands up as well Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah they do, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah (laughs) You're putting a lot of um, stuff out of the out of the bag here, but then again, I can counter that with um, "Let's Kill Hitler," yeah, and uh, "The Wedding of River Song," yes, which I think I mean everyone loves those episodes. I think they're they're both episodes are, are a complete mess. Yeah, but they are because of the nature of what they're trying to do. And they're again, not just, they're not just trying to trying to trying to run a story in an episode they're trying to run a story in a complete 13 part series yeah and, and they've they've got to try and link it all together yeah and again i'm coming back to the, the trying to be too clever yeah and for me it just didn't work at all it really didn't um i think that's when i think that was the point where i started to dislike the river song character because every everything was trying every character every situation was trying to be too clever and it got it it got so annoying for me. Everybody had to be brilliant, you know. Um, and, and and that's that's the one thing I don't like about Doctor Who. No one no one seems to be that infallible anymore. Everyone everyone has to be brilliant at the end of the day. Um, and it just sort of I don't know. It it, it just it doesn't annoy me. It just sort of disappoints me a little bit. And again, and actually. Um, I know we've gone way, way off topic now. So I'm going to try and bring this back. <laughs> back to uh, back to Forest of the Dead. Yeah. Um, again, I think this is what, for me, lets this episode down. I say it's not... Forest of the Dead isn't without its faults. And I think it's the, the thing, again, where he repeats that trick where nobody dies, like he did in The Doctor Dances. It was a whole everybody lives. Yeah. Um... To a certain extent, I can accept that as far as the, the bringing the other crew members back. Mm. I can very much accept the fact that if the Doctor knows that, that in his future, that is going to happen to River Song. Yeah. He's going to be there. He would have worked out a way of saving her it without being done. able to tell her. Yeah. But I just think, again... And then, it... how, and then you get to a situation, well, how does he do that without telling her? Um, that became a very that actually became actually made more sense to me once I saw it again today. Oh, it, oh, it than makes it did sense in the first place. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, I'm not. I can't... There's no way. There's no way the Doctor wouldn't have have done something. No, to I, have I, tried to save her. No, the same, without I, changing the timeline. 
no, that's it. I, I can't I can't disagree with you on that at all. And say it does make sense. What what I, I thought, and again, it's something that Stephen Moffat has been guilty of on more than one occasion. He does repeat himself quite a bit, and I think in this he's just repeated himself from the Doctor dances. And I think this is what lets the episode down because it is another everybody lives moment. And it, as I say, you can understand River Song him doing because he knows what's going to happen. His future self knows what's going to happen, so you can understand him not admitting defeat yeah, in that situation. But as you say, he saves all her crew as well. Yeah. Um, it's all the uh, all the 4,022, whatever, whatever the figure was, um, people who were saved in the library. Yeah, well, that builds... You know, that's, that's the whole point, though, of, of her dying, isn't it? It's to save those. Yeah. So... Yes, you have to bring those back, otherwise, otherwise her death's a pointless death. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what I'm saying. You couldn't. I think that's the problem. They don't know when to. Um, some just don't know when to stop with that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah there's, there's fact, no such it, thing. There's no such thing as a, as a win-win situation. It was the fact that he, they brought back her crew as well. Yeah, into the virtual. It was too much. Which which goes back to, again to well, where did they come from? Yeah. Because at no point were they transported anywhere. No. Again, it was just all this data ghost thing again, wasn't it? Over the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, sorry, um, now, the other thing I think that spoils it, and, and again, it's this... And actually, can we talk about why we're talking about him repeating himself? All right, go on. Um, when he realises that when they he's down in the core and they start, the, shadow, the shadows start coming out of the space suit, at him, yeah, and he says to them, "Go look me up." I'm the doctor. I, I was going to say that from the eleventh hour. Isn't yes, it? it's exactly the almost exactly the same speech. Yeah, um, I was about to say that, and but I was thinking of it in. I was going to mention it in a different context. It's the, yeah. the fact that they they're doing this thing of, and it's one thing I I never liked about uh, what they've done to the character of the Doctor. Um, they've turned him into this sort of superhero. Yeah. Which the Doctor never was and never should be. Now, I, I, I sort of, I suppose, under after the events of Series Six, they're, they're taking the Doctor back to his to his origins, as it were, as being I mean, I, sort of, nobody knows really knows who he is. Uh, and it's that and diving down the gravity platform as well. Yeah, that 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 bit is actually the bit that really hit me. Yeah, as to why he couldn't have just sort of speeded up the gravity platform or something would have made a lot more sense than him actually just diving headlong down yeah um yeah it's it, superhero it, superhero like. yeah it, it was like flying down like bloody super he even dived yeah. in as well. sorry no too much yeah that that just yeah. uh, that just over overdid it it really did and to a certain extent you don't know how much that is if that is being thrust upon him because this was very much how this was all supposed to be to a certain extent, was building towards um, Waters of Mars, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we've seen Stephen Moffat take it because he got basically got left with this. He inherited a Doctor that was starting to believe he was all-powerful. Mm. You've seen him then take that to the extreme in order, I think, hopefully, to, to break it. Well, he, he's certainly done that now. Um, and I think to but, a certain extent this, this is what it was it was meant to be 
So hopefully, you know, we are now, we've now gone past that and he's now sort of take, rather than it just suddenly disappearing when he took over, which would have been odd. Mm. I think what he's done is, is to try and take it to make it, take it to the extreme so that even the doctor realises this is not the person he wants to be. Yeah. It's, it's, which is where we are now, hopefully. Oh, hopefully, so. hopefully. Um, I mean, it's not, I don't know. The doctor just, ne- he just never had those big sort of hero moments as such. Not, no. not 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 to the point that it's got to or has got to in say in this particular episode anyway. Um you know, he was practically flying. Um yeah. I suppose in the previous series, which we haven't got round to yet, you had him like like resurrected like bloody Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. like um in the last of the Time Lord. So yeah, it's yeah, I just don't like what 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 the, that particular avenue they took the character down. And I and I never will do. <laughs> Never will, but do. like you say, you just don't know how much that is. I and mean, I'm not necessarily blaming <clears throat> Moffat for this because I think actually this is this is pretty much he's now been this was this was the route we was go we've been going well, down I, for a I, few I, series. I don't know, I don't know because Moffat's always said you can do anything with you can do anything you like with the Doctor, and he's chosen to stretch that out for another for a further two series since he took over from Russell T Davis. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think to a certain extent he had to do it to, because um, it would have been t- too much of a change in character. I know, I know we've had a regeneration, so you could easily have explained it away as that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But it was actually to, I think he he wanted he needed to give Matt Smith's Doctor a big moment to say, "Yes, I'm still the Doctor." So we actually did get the regurgitated speech. <laughs> I'm the Doctor. We're talking about. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it also puts a bit how how sentient are they as a life form? Sorry, getting back to getting back to Forest of the Dead, <laughs> that they actually now can read. We're sort, mm. of sort of given the idea that they're sort of just like swarm like piranha sort of microscopic creatures. Yeah, but now actually they seem to be all, all uh, a consciousness, which I can accept in small quantities, but in terms of what they've actually are reading the books in the library, they are taking an interest in. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take your point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your point. Yeah, I'll just. Uh, it's, it's like it's, there's that, and there's also the bit with um, where Donna's waiting for uh, uh, her husband from the from the Better Express from the Matrix. Um, yeah, yeah. She always said well, they, they, there was no record of him ever being there so she turns around and walks away and there he is standing on the platform why didn't he just jump off and run after her rather than standing there stuttering and then being teleported away perhaps you're told you're not you're not able to move well in terms of you're not able to get off of it well nothing had actually happened at that point but it just I think again it was just there just so so it could be heartbreaking yeah which is a word I hate to use because it's used a bit too much yeah I did did like the line though when She's stand when they're both standing there by the door while she's when she's been had, had a look round, mm. and she goes says, you know, I created this man that was good looking, intelligent, and couldn't speak. What does that say about me? Yeah, and he goes everything. I mean nothing, nothing. I mean nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was just sort of it was. I think it was just really the ending of this story. Yeah, didn't really do it for me. It just sort of ruined it. Ruin what slightly ruined what had gone before, you know. It, it can't take away from the fact it, it's still a damn good episode. 
Um, it's just it gets, it's at the end. It's the whole superhero thing. It's re, it's Steve Moff re, repeating himself again. Um, yeah, so that, that's it. And, it, and it's and it is too it's too happy an episode for us, isn't it? <laughs> yes, indeed. We don't do happy on this show, do we? <laughs> yeah, we'd have much much rather have seen them all die in a ball of <laughs> Yes. Now we <laughs> um, we. Now the other, obviously, I did mention it earlier. We haven't talked about the Doctor and Rivers relationship, have we? No. At, at, at this particular juncture, I think it. This is the best it's ever worked. To be honest, I don't think it's worked as well when they've tried to expand on her story with Matt Smith. And I think the reason being because it got a little bit too, again, what we were saying, a little bit too clever again. Yeah. And it yeah. and to me, it, it just annoyed me. Come the end. Um, well, with the, with discs, you have got the fact that the emotional side of both of them. Yeah. But who is the, him? Who is this person? I don't know. And all through this, it's being played with the realization that she knows this is she. Yeah, it's building the last time she see him. But it's also building up to the fact that she. Well, there's only there's that, but it's also the fact that it's building up to the point where she tells him his name. Yeah. Now, I suppose at the moment we still don't know when he tells her this. Did he tell her that in the Wedding of River Song? No one really knows, do they? No. I mean, I, I suppose this is what the the ending of the Wedding of River Song was on about, wasn't it? Was the, yeah. the Doctor Who question, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah, did, did he tell at that point or is that still to come? Who knows? I think we're supposed to be led to believe that's still to come. Mm. But, you know, it's just very... Yeah, I yeah, I know what you mean. I know this is yeah because you've just got it and you've just had that and I think actually that with the relationship because it actually they're playing out a doomed relationship in this story. They are, yeah. Whereas in all what follows, yes, you know where it's going, but you don't know. You haven't got to the point where that's happening yet. Mm. In the future, it's it the sadness is all with him. Because he knows where it's going. It, yeah, exactly. I think I think that's why it works better. Yeah, but it, I think the whole thing is that when he when it's Matt Smith's turn to interact with with Alex Kingston, um, that sort of things just seems to have been forgotten. If you know what I mean, Doctor doesn't act like he knows it's all gonna. He's he's seen her die. He knows what's going to happen. I know he can't let on to her. That's what's going to happen. But there's no. Yeah, there hasn't been. It hasn't played on that enough, has it? No, not well. I suppose because he, from his point of view, he knows he's still got. He doesn't know how much, for, how far, how far he's got to go with her. Because mm. he doesn't know when he first meets her. In terms, well, when. Yeah, but he he first... knows he knows it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, he knows what's going to happen to her. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. He knows what's going to happen. What's going to happen to her, and it hasn't really played on that enough. No, there's been no sort of moments where he's sort of thinking about what's going to happen. You're probably yeah. going to someone. Someone might correct me on that now, but because I say I haven't watched series six since we, well, basically spoke about it last year. I haven't even watched the DVDs yet. So, um, um, I suppose. See, I suppose for him, it's in the past now. Oh, it is in his past, but say he he know he knows her future, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. we're ever, ever going to get round this in one episode, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the excellent throwback to this in the is in the Impossible Astronaut, where 
River and Rory are at the door of the silence. Well, for what a better word, TARDIS or mm. spaceship. And she turns around to him then and says, "When you look, I know there's going to be a day when I look at him and he doesn't know who I am." Yeah, you know that she knows that's coming. I mean, she probably doesn't realize she doesn't realize that it's going to actually. She's actually then going to going to die as well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, but she knows that day's going to come. Oh well, yeah. It's it's it, it's. As I was say it, this is the best time it's ever worked. I just I didn't like what happened afterwards. So. Um... But yeah, it'd be interesting now there we go. when she's in it. Now we've sort of cleared a lot of the decks as far as who she is and Yeah. Whether now we can actually just go back to them because it's I think it worked in um Time of Angels still. Pre the Yeah, pre to explain Yeah, it. yeah, that I think that's where it all started to go wrong for me was when it got to series six. Yeah, so now now we've got through that, are we now going to get back? To, hopefully, we, are we going to get back to if she is in it again? Which I think she, I think she she has been seen on yes. set, hasn't she? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was I was trying not to say that, but well, I, 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 <laughs> I think, think I think it's pretty much okay it's a, I think it's yeah. a, pretty much a fish anyway because well, usually because you'd moan at me if I did. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think because oh, um, she's she's got to be in if it's Amy yeah. and Rory's last. Um, yeah. You know, last stories, so she has to be back in it. You know, it'd be ridiculous if she wasn't. So, uh, yeah. So, as you say, hopefully we've gone past all this now. Yeah, yeah. Here's hoping. Here's yes. Hoping. Okay. Well, I, so I, we've covered most. Of the I six. think we have. Four, five, yes, and six, four, then? five, six, and Stephen Moffat's career so far. <laughs> and we've even now started going to series <laughs> series year. seven. Hasn't yes. even been on yet. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our review of Series 7. <laughs> Next week, Series 8. <laughs> and the regeneration of Matt Smith in 2. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. Right, okay, well that's, um, I think, I think it, it's ended on a fairly positive note there. Yes. And yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, generally, I think this, yeah, I think we've both decided that we both like this. We both um, like the episode. And the it? argument seems to be, has Matt Smith written anything better? Matt so, Smith? Matt is Smith. He, is he writing for it now? Sorry. Coming soon in Series 8. <laughs> series eight. He's writing it himself now. Matt Smith writes his own exit. <laughs> his resignation note. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Stephen, Stephen Moffat. Moffat. Has, yes. has he written anything better? Nah, that's it. Okay. Right, well, coming... Uh, well, we're not sure about next week yet, are we? No. Um... Now, it's, it's either going to one of two ways. Next week, we, it could be a continuation of the retrospective, which means uh, this time next week you'll be listening to Midnight. Um, or, if the other plan kicks off, it might be an audio commentary. Yes. Now, we we've, um, we have we planned this a long time ago, didn't we, what our, what our next commentary was going to be. Yes. And we picked Doctor Who the movie. So it's the turn of Paul McGann. So if we can um, get our schedules together, um, we can all get in the in the uh, in the same room together. Um, myself, Paul, and Tony, we will be doing a commentary next week. If not, it will be midnight. So um, yeah, we're, we're keeping everyone on their toes. Yes, yes it's one of two ways. That's one of go. two ways it's going to go. So we're not entirely sure at the moment. 
So, uh, but that's that's the plan. That's the plan. Okay then. So uh, for another week, uh, let's wrap this up. So it's goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk and you can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast.